Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Standick here for another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. All right, so here's the deal. It is 2.15 in the morning Monday. Why is it so late? A couple reasons. One, a little bit of a night owl, if you haven't figured that out by now. But that's not really the reason. This cra- That crazy World Series game did not end until forever. And it, you know, I don't really have a dog in the fight, but it needed to be watched. And... That screwed up my evening plans because I was out at the Redskins today covering Redskins Cowboys and my plan was to come home, watch Wizards Kings, but then that World Series happened and that's where we're at. So here's what I did. I just watched the first quarter of the Wizards game and there anybody who is aware of what happened in this game, you know that that's kind of all you needed to see, I guess. I mean, the second quarter was also all Wizards, but basically the Wizards crews 110 to 83, 35 16 in the first quarter. They're, they outscored the, the Kings 28 16 in the second quarter. And so I watched the first, I've watched the beginning of the second, and it's getting late. So here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, right, rather than so much talk about this game, we will a little bit. Well, I'll get into a little bit about this game. The fact that Bradley Beal and Kelly Oubre avoided suspension, though others did not. And I'll, I just pulled up a bunch of stats to sort of have try to give us a look to see where the Wizards are at after six games. Hey, and a quick reminder, uh, this week our podcast, the, the Locked On Podcast Network, switched care, uh, host servers, I guess? I don't know. From Audio Boom to Panoply. They tell me it'll be good for everybody involved. We'll hope for the best. If you are an RSS person or you just typically go to Audio Boom to find the links, you can now, if you go to uh, Panoply, you should be able to find it there. But I also put up the links to both the site as well as the RSS feed on the Locked On Wizards Twitter feed. If you have any questions about any of this, you can't find it or something is amiss, hit me up. On Twitter, either at Ben Standig or shoot me an email, bstandig1 at gmail.com. Record-wise, they were at 4-2. and two. They went 2-2 two and two in this road trip. You know, we, we can say, boy, that, that Lakers game, they just fell asleep there. They blew a lead late. Golden State had a big lead. Obviously lost Bradley Beal in that game with that, to that tussle with Draymond Green. And... <clears throat> you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But at the end of the day, they did go two and two. You probably, generally speaking, we all probably would have taken that early on. They did win at Denver, a team that's, you know, I think is a, a, a true playoff team in the West. So you take that and, you know, overall you got to feel pretty good about it, especially considering, let's not forget, no Marquise Morris yet. He's still out with the injury. And, um, you know, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, I, I guess I will just also say this now to start to get into this. Like that, part of my concept for this was to think like, what what have we learned about this Wizards team? And what we've learned about them is something that is both good and bad. And that is, they can win not playing their best. Now, obviously, you want your team to show up focused all the time or is within real within reason of human beings. Uh, only, you know, like Tim Duncan, I think, showed up for every game no matter what. But, uh, can you, you know, that's the goal, right? And I don't think it's fair to say that the Wizards, prior to this game against Sacramento, actually, I'll take it back. 
prior to the game against Golden State, you know, they didn't really do that in the first four games. They blew big leads in each game. They also blew a big lead in Golden State game. And they just didn't play a complete game from start to finish. They didn't look crisp throughout. Uh, and there were, there were lapses on both ends of the court. Golden State, I wouldn't say that. Yes, obviously they did blow the lead, an 18-point lead. And yes, you could point to some things in particular later in the, late in the game that went wrong. But like the, the, the intensity was there throughout. And that, to me, is what I'm sort of talking about. This Sacramento game, obviously they came out smoking right off the bat. 13 nothing lead. John Wall hit three three-pointers in that run. They get it up to 21-4, to and really it just kind of cruised from there. So, you know, I don't know if the Lakers game was truly a wake-up call. Maybe, you know, maybe that's a term that we all sort of use. But it feels like maybe that is kind of what kind of happened. I mean, it's easy to get up for Golden State, but they stayed focused against the Sacramento team that you could easily look past. Last game on a road trip, you're feeling sad for yourself after losing to Golden State. Sacramento sat two of their veteran players, George Hill and Zach Randolph. And and, and that in and of itself, I think, you know, in other words, so the Wizard, the, the Kings had a very inexperienced lineup on the court. Rookie De'Aaron Fox among, among the players that just lacked really any NBA much NBA experience at all. And that's the type of situation that a Wizards team in the past might have just looked past and thought, we got this, no worries, and, you know, take the foot off the gas or whatever term you want to use. But they didn't. They got out right away. They put the game away, allowed Scott Brooks to go deep into his bench. Nobody played more than 29 minutes. Um, Everybody played that was eligible. Uh, So... You know, good on the Wizards again. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't suggest that just because they played hard these last two games infers that that's all solved and there won't be any problems the rest of the year. Just simply noting they had a bad loss against the Lakers and they rebounded the way you'd want to see a team rebound. Yes, they lost to Golden State, but the focus, the, 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 the general intensity that they played with and energy, I think is something to, uh, to note, to value, they did it again here against the Kings, and I think that's a very big positive to take away from all this. We will see, of course, if they can keep it up. They're, they're back home what, Wednesday, I want to say, against the uh, Phoenix Suns with uh, LeBron James and company on deck. Yeah, Wednesday, Suns, Friday, Cavaliers, Sunday at Toronto. So an interesting three-game set particularly the Friday game, of course, but let's not, you know, the Toronto is always an interesting matchup for the Wizards as well. Um, so that's one takeaway. Now, just to sort of tie off this game here before I get into some other numbers, if you haven't heard by now, you probably have, but no suspensions for anybody involved in that little tussle between the, the Bradley Beal and Draymond Green that ended up spilling to the ground and a little bit into the camera area. Uh, Bradley Beal fined $50,000. Kelly Oubre, who I guess was throwing some punches. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't say that like I'm blind. I'm just saying like it was sort of a weird situation. He got fined 15000 Draymond Green for Golden State, 25000 The There were two suspensions, though, uh, if I said no, I didn't mean. I guess I just meant for the the the, the primary principles. No suspend uh, facing one game suspension for leaving the bench. Markeith Morris, 
who is currently injured, and Carrick Felix, who sat out this game against Sacramento. So Felix is done. Uh, on Morris, he, obviously he's out following the hernia surgery. Once he is able to play, he will then sit out that game. So even when we hear Marky Morris is back, it will be another game where he needs to sit. Uh, I, I, you know, guess there's some sense it could be as soon as this week that he returns, based on how he's been practicing. Uh, we'll see. We'll get a chance to talk to Scott Brooks. I'm going to guess it'll probably be Tuesday that we'll have that opportunity. Uh, so maybe we'll get a better sense then. But, you know, I talked to people, um, team sources, some league, league sources, and, you know, generally speaking, I think everybody assumed Bradley Beal would be suspended. Uh, I think Bradley Beal said as much to uh, Candace Buckner uh, with the Washington Post as well. Didn't happen. Um, you know, I, I, uh, our friend Adam Rubin and I for, uh, talked about that after the, the Warriors game. I think Adam was was more on the side thinking it wasn't worthy of a suspension. I honestly really just thought that thought it would be sort of just out of habit, especially perhaps with Draymond Green involved. But not, not, none none forthcoming, and uh, you know, Bradley be a little bit lighter in the wallet. But obviously, you're gonna. You know, you're happy if you're the Wizards at no, no issue there. Bradley Beal tonight, 15 points in 29 minutes. Kelly Oubre continued to start. He had nine points and seven rebounds in 27 minutes. And having both of them out there, to some degree, almost regardless of what they were going to do, was good for this team simply because it, you know, it, it, it didn't put them shorthanded against a team that they, that they should, uh, that they should beat. They were able to collectively as a group finish off this road trip in in a great fashion. So uh, interesting that the league didn't decide to drop the hammer on anybody, but you know, kudos to them for not for not looking at it and thinking, well, we have to do something. They looked at it, I guess, and decided, I don't think we have to do more than what we did. So uh, so good on. Them. Uh, for this game, just looking at some other stats here. So I mentioned John Wall before. He hit the three threes right off the bat. He finished five of six from three. Good, good for him because he's been struggling from shooting from almost any angle. He had 19 points, nine assists. He did have six turnovers in 26 minutes. Otto Porter continued his nice run, 16 points and five rebounds. He hit three of five from three. Bradley Beal, they said 15. Jody Meeks, 11. Mike Scott, 13. Uh, both of them, both of those guys off the bench, even got all the way down to Chris McCullough. He even played, scored five points in six minutes or in seven minutes. So a great way for the Wizards to finish off the trip without question. Now I looked up a bunch of stats and look, it's six games into the season, you know, for the Wizards and about that for everybody in the league. So obviously none of these things are, are particularly exciting. I'd probably say we have to get to. 20 games, maybe 15 if you're impatient for for certain some stats to really start to have a, have an impact. Um, the Wizards were one of were at bottom five. I want to say is either the beginning of this road trip or maybe after the first game. And now after the last couple of games, where they went wild from three against Golden State and big game collectively against Sacramento, 17 of 34. The Wizards jumped all the way up to 11th in three-point percentage, 36.4. So, again, wild swings can happen. But here's a little look at some stats that sort of stood out to me, mostly positive stats here, that stood out to me with regards 
to the Wizards. First off, fourth in scoring, 111.7 points per game. Um, you know, again, reminder, uh, Marky Morris, not, not around yet. Uh, John Wall, I'm gonna pull up his stats here. Not exactly been killing it, uh, shooting wise. Uh, apologies here, I'm trying to pull this up. I mean, John Wall, even with his shooting today, 36.8 from the field. Bradley Beal, e- oh, you know what? Scratch that. The, uh, ESPN stats have not been updated yet, so. We'll, 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 we'll skip that one. But in any event, I mean, we know that Otto Porter and Bradley Beal, uh, were, were not hitting their threes up going into that, uh, Lakers game. We know that John Wall's been struggling from the field. We know that, uh, again, um, that, uh, uh, Marquis Morris is not around. Jason Smith, a big three point threat for the Wizards, not a factor. Uh, for, for, for most of this stretch. And yet, for all, <clears throat> for all of that, um, for, for all of that, uh, I wouldn't say it struggles, but just all of that sort of is nothing exactly clicking. The Wizards are fourth in scoring. Okay, finally I got the stats up here. So John Wall's shooting 39.3% from the field. Bradley Beal is only hitting 25% from three. Uh, Kelly Oubre, by the way, he's up to 44.4%. That is a, a huge jump. Otto Porter, talk about a leap. He's now hitting 51.7% of his threes. Uh, Jody Meeks uh, d- dropped a little to 35.7. Um, so, yeah, big, big rise for Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. And, you know, the Oubre the, the thing, you heard me talk about it with Adam about Otto and Ubre how I think that Golden State game really gave us a glimpse of what this Wizards team could look like at a high end because both of those guys were having great games in that in that game and if, you know I said preseason if Ubre can hit 33% of his threes not a high number but way better than where he was a year ago that'd be a major leap right now he's at 44.4 we'll see how that goes but that's a good good indicate good sign for sure. Now, some other stats that jumped out to me. The Wizards, third in assists. You might assume that, seeing as how John Wall is consistently among the league leaders among players. They're also ninth in turnovers. Uh, you know, it's one thing to, to get out and run, and, and you kind of expect to be a lot of turnovers, but the Wizards are getting the assist and being relatively efficient. Of the players, Otto Porter, fifth in the NBA in the assist to turnover ratio, 4.5 to 1. Not bad. Um, hold on, I'm pulling that up here. That, I'm going to make sure I have that one right. Otto Porter has 12 assists, 3 turnovers. I don't know if that's 4.5 to 1, but in any event, that's pretty good. Uh, Otto Porter doing some work there. Other stats that jumped out, net rating, so again, points per 100 possessions. They are 7th in net rating at plus 6.5, but it, they're top 10 in both offense and defense, getting it done, relatively speaking, on both ends. Uh, 
of the court. Speaking of assists, they are fifth in assists created points, 26.2. Again, obviously John Wall, huge factor there, but you know, also let's give a little shout out to Tim Frazier. Um, you know, whatever we've seen some of the limitations in Tim Frazier's game, not a great deep shooter, can, can struggle a bit defensively. So, but what he can do is get the ball to people. He's averaging 4.8 assists a game, easily second on the team behind Walls 10.3. And that's why that stat, uh, is key. And, you know, again, I, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest go back to the podcast I did with Adam after the Warriors. But, you know, with regards to the bench, Marquise Morris, who's somebody who will play with that bench a lot. And when he returns, Kelly Oubre will be on the bench. And that will help Tim Frazier even more. So, um, you know, from, from the basic point of what Tim Frazier is here to do, run the offense, I think for the most part, just based on that stat, and I'll look at some other stats down the line, but that's a pretty good note. Fifth in assist created points for the Wizards overall. Um, one last thing on assists. We, we, we know, we learned about screen assists last year, thanks to our friend Martin Gortat. He led the league in, in screen assists. Well, right now he's also leading the league with 6.8 screen assists per game. Just for some comparison, second place is Detroit's Andre Drummond at 4.8. So Martin Gortat, uh, again, you know, please don't complain about whatever his scoring numbers are. He's not being asked to do that. He's being asked to put his big body in, in the way to help create space for others. He's obviously doing that at a very high level. And, uh, let's get to some defensive numbers. The Wizards are fourth in deflections, according to NBA.com, at 16 per game. They have three individual players rank in the top 10. Otto Porter is third at 4.3. Kelly Oubre tied for fourth at 3.8. John Wall, eighth, 3.5. What, what's interesting to me about that is, you know, the Oubre part in particular, he's got those crazy long arms. His ability, you know, we've already seen this, you know, last year. His ability to muck up the passing lanes, be a real pest, is is, is legitimate. There, there's still plenty of room for him to work defensively in team concepts, but that's a good sign. And Otto Porter, he's just always in the right place at the right time. And Wall, we know when Wall is focused on the defensive end, he can be a very good, you know, all defense level player. So those three guys right there, that's you know, right now that's been three you know, three year starters. Top 10 in deflections. I'm sure that makes Scott Brooks happy guy. Here's another one that's interesting. The Wizards in the category of charges drawn, they're first in the NBA. One and a half a game. Not a huge number, obviously. So let's not go crazy, but it's something. None of the players are in the top 10 individually, but Jan Mahimi fourth per 36 minutes. Um, you know, why not? Good, good, uh, good stat. There and lastly, on sort of the positive numbers, the the Wizards starting lineup with John Wall, Bradley Beal, Marching Gortat, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, it's leading the league in minutes by a bunch. That shouldn't surprise anybody. The Wizards starting lineup last year with Markeith Morris in there led um, led the league in minutes by a bunch. But what's interesting though is. It isn't just that Scott Brooks is playing these guys for the hell of it. 
He's doing it because it's freaking working. Of the top 20 teams, I'm sorry, of the top 20 lineups in terms of minutes played, the Wizards, despite having played the most by a good, by a good amount, also have the best net rating at 23.6. So, you know, we talk so much about is the defense going to let them down? Is the defense going to let them down? Let's, let's also focus on the positive. The starting lineup is keeping it up. The starting lineup is doing, uh, doing good work. Now, I should mention in all these stats, other than Golden State, the Wizards, you know, Golden State is obviously the best team. I think Denver is a legitimate playoff team, but the other teams, Philadelphia, Detroit, Lakers, Sacramento, you know, none of those teams may make the playoffs. So the Wizards haven't exactly been facing a murderer's row yet. They won't again Wednesday against Phoenix. You can only play what you can, who you can play, and that's also why I said you shouldn't look at these stats too much outside of until we get to about twenty games. But nonetheless, <coughs> the Wizards are uh, their their best lineup is doing the best work out of the top twenty lineups in terms of minutes in the league. That that's that's not nothing. So good on good on the Wizards. Um, <coughs> one the, one stat that sort of jumped out at me on the other end of the spectrum. They are 29th in contested three-point shots. Uh, just, uh, I think it's 13% per game. Or is it third? Well, forget the number. I wrote it down wrong. But they're 29th in contested three-point shots in games. Uh, Miami was, was the only team below them. Obviously, you know, three-point shooting... Is, is kind of important in this league. Um, you can, again, we can look at maybe in some of these early individual matchups and, and say, hey, you know, some of these teams didn't have tremendous three-point shooters, so the Wizards could back off a bit, focus maybe, you know, if you're Detroit, playing Detroit, you're dealing with Andre Drummond, for example. Uh, nonetheless, you know, against Philadelphia, Joel Embiid's inside, Ben Simmons not a huge three-point threat. Nonetheless, Something to keep an eye on. 29th in contested three-point shots. One other one that stood out. I've mentioned this one now a few times. Last year, they were 29th in passes per game. Only team worse was Oklahoma City, um, which made sense because of Russell Westbrook. Again, the Wizards 28th in passes. I'm going to ask Scott Brooks about this, see if he thinks it means anything at all. Uh, you know, John Wall does obviously create a lot of assists, but this stat would also infer that he's doing a lot of dribbling. Same with Tim Frazier. So curious to see if, if Scott Brooks thinks this has any meaning whatsoever. Um, I don't know if I'm making much sense, speaking of meaning at this point, but uh, I think I'm about 20 minutes in, so let me end this here. Uh, apologies that it wasn't much of a Kings recap, but come on, that game was... Somebody sent me a gif of what this game was about, and it was, I, I don't know which wrestler it was, but it was this one wrestler just haymaker after haymaker after haymaker on somebody else, and that's pretty much what this game was all about. Uh, Wizards, Suns on Wednesday. We'll see about if Scott Brooks is going to, uh, I presume the Wizards will have some sort of practice or availability on Tuesday. Seeing as how the Wizards are playing Wednesday and Friday, I will probably take a pass on Maybe tomorrow's podcast, uh, so I can keep myself fresh and be available for Friday night. So, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe I'll skip tomorrow and then Tuesday, assuming that they practice, go from there. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. You, uh, yeah, 
So yeah, thank you guys for listening. What else is there to say? You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Standig. As a reminder, the podcast for those of you who do an RS RSS feed, we've moved from Audio Boom to Panoply. So you can check out the lock at Locked On Wizards Twitter feed for the new addresses if you need them. You got any questions or thoughts? Hit me up on email bstandig1 at gmail.com. That's it for now. Thank you as always. Until next time. See you. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Long drive, long shot. Dagger!